Hello everyone and I wish you a very very warm welcome back to our podcast. We are back with a new short and sweet episode of Ukraine Up to Date. I am Rika and this is a podcast of Promote Ukraine and we bring out this podcast every week most of the time on Mondays where we put together the most interesting and relevant and important topics and events about Ukraine and uh, reflect a little bit upon it. So in case you want to stay on top of things that are happening in and around Ukraine, don't worry, we keep you up to date. And as usual, without further ado, let's start with the hot topics of the week. Ukrainian MPs Viktor Medvedchuk and Taras Kozak were served with the notices of charges based on the case files of the Security Service of Ukraine, again the SBU. Chief of the Security Service of Ukraine Ivan Bakanov and the Prosecutor General Irina Venediktova made a corresponding statement at a briefing. As both defendants were absent at their place of residence and written notices of charges could not be served personally, they were sent to the last known places of residence and the administration of their place of work, so for example the Verkhovna Rada of Ukraine. In particular, Medvedchuk and Kozak are suspected of treason and attempted plunder of national resources in the temporarily occupied territory of Crimea. So if you're interested in the uh, criminal code of Ukraine, it's part one of article 111, part three of article 15, and part one of article 438 of the criminal code of Ukraine. Just as a side note. Uh, According to the investigation, in 2015, the defendants entered into a preliminary conspiracy with a high-ranking Russian government official with the purpose of of mineral production on the Black Sea Shelf, um, so in the maritime economic zone of Ukraine, which is temporarily occupied by Russia. And to quote the SBU chief Bakanov, I will explain what we are talking about. After the annexation of the peninsula, the occupiers began a kind of nationalization of enterprises, resources and other property. The progress of illegal re-registration of legal entities started, and Ukrainian politicians joined the development of a deposit in the occupied territory and actually helped the aggressor state, which took the field away. So the briefing participants made public the audio recordings of conversation in which the details of re-registering Kyiv's Novy Projekty LLC in Russia and obtaining agreements and licenses under Russian law were discussed. The SBU chief stressed that the results of expert examinations confirmed the authenticity of Viktor Medvedchuk's voice and his handwriting in the revised letter addressed to Putin on behalf of the company. Thus, the damage to the economic security of Ukraine, uh, plunder of national possessions in the occupied territories, and assistance to a foreign state are evident. Another episode of the criminal proceedings concerns the transfer of information containing a state secret to the special services of the Russian Federation. And to quote Spakanov again, This episode happened in August 2020. Mr. Medvedchuk sent Kozak, who was then on Russian territory, secret information about the location of a hidden military unit of the armed forces of Ukraine, its personal and combat training. The information was provided for the special services of the Russian Federation. 
The security service of Ukraine is also investigating subversive activities against Ukraine, in particular in the context of development of the anti-Ukrainian project Promin. And again, to quote Bakhanov one more time, at first glance, the project is related to the creation of an organization that will take care of Ukrainians who go to work and study in Russia. However, the real goal is to create an infrastructure of influence in favor of the Russian Federation. The mechanisms of the Promen project aimed to help collect personal data of Ukrainians, to recruit them, to influence the domestic policy of our state, and to disseminate propaganda. Thus, it is an anti-Ukrainian project. And earlier, the National Security and Defense Council of Ukraine imposed economic sanctions on Viktor Medvedchuk, Taras Kazak, and a number of companies affiliated with them. The European Union is preparing a new package of sanctions against the regime of Alexander Lukashenko, which is planned to be approved in the near future. Yeah, well, this is at least what the EU High Representative for Foreign Affairs and Security Policy, Joseph Borrell, announced. To quote Borrell, we are considering a future package of sanctions, which I hope will be approved in the coming weeks. It will be a new package of sanctions that takes into account everything that has happened in Belarus, including how the regime is attacking the Polish community. Well, 50 people may be subject to the new restrictions as early as June. It is unknown who will be on the list, though. And as a reminder, mass protests took place in Belarus against falsification of the results of the 9th of August presidential election, in which Alexander Lukashenko was declared the winner. And then uh, tear gas, flashbang grenades and water cannons were used against the protesters. Earlier, the EU summit approved sanctions against 40 Belarusian officials over um, rigging the presidential election results and repressing protesters. The law enforcement officials constitute a greater part of the list. The United States also imposed sanctions on 43 Belarusian citizens over falsification of the presidential election results and violence against peaceful protesters. In the near future, the Ministry of Defense of Ukraine will present the Plan of Defense of Ukraine, which is currently being finalized. In addition, the Strategic Defense Bulletin is almost drafted. So the Minister of Defense of Ukraine, Andriy Taran, said during the All-Ukrainian Forum Ukraine 30 National Security, and I quote, A law on intelligence was drafted. Amendments to the law on Ukraine's defense on the armed forces of Ukraine were prepared. The Ministry of Defense is currently finalizing the Strategic Defense Bulletin and the Plan of Defense of Ukraine. As he stressed, Russia now poses a main threat to Ukraine's national security, so an important issue is the development of deterrence capabilities, which include the combat-ready armed forces, preparation of military reserve, and creation of a reliable territorial defense system. And to quote the minister again, the Russian Federation is the main threat to Ukraine's national security. This is a systemic long-term threat. This is an aggressor country that poses a danger to us. 
Ukraine's national security strategy underscored this, and we clearly saw how Russia has recently defiantly showed the world a possibility of launching large-scale military aggression by concentrating an unprecedented number of armed regular formations of the Russian armed forces on the border with Ukraine. And as a reminder, in March of 2020, President Vladimir Zelensky approved the structure of the Plan of Defense of Ukraine. And the tasks of the Plan of Defense of Ukraine are the following. So, number one is coordinating the activities of defense forces. Then we have uh, preparing bodies of state power and local self-government for transition from peace to marital law. Then, third, creating a single system of civil protection. And lastly, preparing the population for defense. In February 2020, Ukraine approved a new national program for integration into NATO. The program envisages both security and defense sector reforms and democratic transformations in Ukraine. And we are staying within the topic of national security and defense in Ukraine. So the National Cybersecurity Center under the National Security and Defense Council, or the NSDC, completed the development of the cybersecurity strategy of Ukraine. Natalia Tkachuk, the head of the Information Security and Cybersecurity Service of the NSDC, said at the forum, which is called, again, Ukraine 30, we expect that this project will be submitted to the National Security and Defense Council of Ukraine for consideration in the near future. The document is freely available and the full text is published on the website of the NSDC. The NSDC secretary, Alexei Danilov, announced the beginning of the development of the cybersecurity strategy back in September of 2020. According to him, this document will significantly strengthen the defense component of the country's cyberspace. Meanwhile, the Security Service of Ukraine, the SBU, reported an increase in cyber attacks during the buildup of Russian troops on the border with Ukraine. According to Ilya Vityuk, the head of SBU's cybersecurity department, the SBU has prevented more than 600 cyber attacks and cyber incidents in 2021 alone. As he noted, these figures, say little as even one cyber attack, can cause irreparable damage. The SBU representative said that strengthening the system of counteraction to cyber threats could be definitely regarded as the key requirement now in Ukraine. Having amassed troops on its western borders and in Crimea, the Russian Federation attracted the attention of many countries to Ukraine, and thus the Russian Federation suffered a positional defeat in the situation. To quote the ambassador of Germany to Ukraine, Anka Feldhusen, and what she said in an interview with Glavcom media outlet, if you consider the current situation with the buildup of Russian troops on the border with Ukraine, then, in my opinion, Russia has suffered a positional defeat. After all, the political focus of many countries today is on Ukraine, both in Europe and in America. Over the past month, Germany's attention to Ukraine is much greater than a year ago when the COVID-19 pandemic began and everyone was concerned just about this topic. In other words, Putin had the exact opposite effect than he expected. And according to her, it is now difficult to predict how the escalation of tensions by Russia will end. At the same time, the ambassador noted that the world now had a whole array of information about the Russian army. 
to quote uh, Feldhusen again, today we have all the maps with the deployment of Russian troops, all the statistics. This is also good because now we can have a complete picture and assess the risks associated with these troops. Commenting on the assumption that Putin's goal is to achieve a meeting with US President Joe Biden by escalating the situation in the center of Europe, the Germany's ambassador said that it was unknown how soon it would take place. As uh, she said, but I don't think Biden is afraid of telling Putin personally what he thinks. The Minister of Foreign Affairs of Ukraine, Dmitry Kuleba, took part in the meeting of the chief diplomats of the Central Five at the invitation of Minister of Foreign and European Affairs of the Slovak Republic, Ivan Korchuk. Ukraine joined the activity of the regional format of cooperation between Austria, Slovakia, Slovenia, Hungary and the Czech Republic for the first time. To quote Kuleba, Ukraine and Central Europe share common history and identity. We have strong political and economic ties. That's why I didn't hesitate when I received an invitation to take part in this meeting. The head of Ukrainian diplomacy proposed three priority areas of cooperation between Ukraine and the Central Five. So vaccination of the population, safe travel for citizens and support for business amid the pandemic. He paid special attention to improving the mobility of citizens. As Kuleba stressed, COVID-19 has paralyzed the movements of citizens in Europe and the world on the whole. It is important that we join forces to restore safe international travel. This will not only improve mobility, but also strengthen our economies. The ministers discussed the possibility of concluding agreements on the recognition of vaccination certificates. The interlocutors paid special attention to the security situation in the temporarily occupied territories of Ukraine and the buildup of the armed forces of the Russian Federation near the Ukrainian borders. The Minister of Foreign Affairs of Ukraine underscored that the withdrawal of troops announced by the Russian side was only partial and was done only in the direction of the temporarily occupied Crimea. According to him, a significant number of units and equipment of Russian army is still positioned near the border of Ukraine. And to quote Kuleba once more, strong international support for Ukraine made Russia stop rattling the saber. At the same time, the threat of new military provocations remains. We must take additional measures to deter Russia from further aggressive actions. In this context, the foreign ministers discussed steps to strengthen security in Eastern and Central Europe. Kuleba also touched upon the national strategy for deoccupation of Crimea and the launch of the Crimean platform. He invited Central European partners to take part in its inaugural summit in Kiev on August 23rd. A number of world countries and organizations have confirmed the participation of their representatives in the first summit of the Crimean platform, but the list of participants will be closed to the public yet. The first Deputy Minister of Foreign Affairs of Ukraine, Emin Jafar, said, and I quote, We decided not to make this information public so far because we already see the cynical statement by the Russian Federation claiming that the Crimean platform is a threat to their territorial integrity. At first, our territory is occupied, and now we are told that this is a threat to their territorial integrity. 
According to her, some participants in the summit are known and others will be named by the foreign ministry closer to the beginning of the event. There is already confirmation of the participation by the senior officials of the states. At the same time, a presence at the highest level, the leaders of countries, is the key point for Ukraine. To quote her, there are a number of confirmations. For example, President of the European Council, Charles Michel, said that he would come to the summit, but we still prefer to keep all other confirmations secret. She added that information about the event's participants would, of course, uh, be made public closer to the beginning of the summit. And in addition, Jabbar said that Ukraine was preparing a declaration which would be signed by the leaders' participants in the Crimean platform, and thus the states would undertake to comply with the provisions set out therein. And as she also said, countries sign off on every word, every comma. It becomes not just the position of Ukraine, it becomes the position of these countries. And of course, the countries are very careful about these words, um, so the wording of the document, because they imply the nature of their policy and they imply obligations. And as a reminder once again, many European and world leaders have already given prior consent to participate in the Crimean Platform Summit. In particular, it became known that President of Slovakia, Susanna Čaputova, will take part in the event. In addition, President of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, during a telephone conversation with President of Romania, Klaus Ioannis, invited him to Kyiv to take part in the inaugural summit of the Crimean platform. The Cabinet of Ministers of Ukraine endorsed the main national vectors of financial monitoring development for the next three years. They provide for the improvement of national anti-money laundering system in accordance with international standards. So now the measures will concern first improvement of financial monitoring legislation, then improvement of activities of subjects of state financial monitoring and other agencies, Third, increase in efficiency of law enforcement in other government agencies. Uh, then we have openness of information about the ultimate beneficial owners of legal entities. And lastly, international cooperation on prevention and counteraction, etc. It also should be noted that money laundering is considered a criminal offense in the criminal law of many countries, and especially in the criminal codes of the United States, the United Kingdom, France, Germany, Switzerland, and Poland. And that was already it with this week's podcast. As usual, make sure to share your thoughts with us. We would be very happy to hear your feedback so that we can keep improving this podcast for you. And if you want to have more information on Ukraine-EU-Russia relations and read other articles, you can, of course, always visit promoteukraine.org. And also, if you haven't done so yet, follow us on our social media. Uh, you can find us everywhere under the name Promote Ukraine. But for now, I wish you a wonderful start into the week, and I'll see you very soon with some fresh and new information.